Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Vanya, how are you? What's up? What's going on? Um, you know, I'm doing really good. It is, uh, I think it's going to be the 22nd when this baby comes out. We're doing a little That's right. Little short mini app for you because we got something real hot in the works, but we're going to talk yes. about that a little bit later. We just wanted to give you guys, well, we, first of all, we just love to chat with y'all. And yeah. so we just, uh, we're going to just going to give you a little teaser, teaser. Yeah, just know to be super excited for next week's episode. Because we it's are. Going to be a good one. And we are super excited about everything that we're going to get to share with you guys next week. That's right. So um, we didn't want to leave you hanging with nothing this week, though. So we thought we'd come in with a little mini-sode. Yes, absolutely. And um, just check in with our uh, ROM criminal community. That's right. Um what did you do this week, Avrin? Anything crazy? Well, it was kind of amazing. So my sister came to visit. My sister Kendall and her uh, partner Wit came in to town Sunday after she had just completed a 10-day silent meditation retreat, Ooh. which is why I love my sister because she's just a hardcore badass. But I was just, I mean, she explained it all to me. She said it was incredibly hard work. Um, but that it was, you know, worth all of it. But I just can't imagine like 10 days. No, that'd be hard. I remember um, reading in Eat, Pray, Love because she had, a, I think in that mo- in that book, she does a silent retreat. And yeah, I remember thinking I, think, I don't know hard. if it's the same practice. That actually, I should look into that. It could be the same. It's like a very, I don't want to butcher it or say the wrong one. It's a specific type of meditation practice that is, um, you know, considered to be the what Buddha would have wanted. Oh, you okay. practice, but you don't have to be Buddhist. It does not. It's not affiliated with any specific religion. And did she? Um, f- did you ask her what she felt like afterwards? Like, what did it do for her? By she, not well, talking, she she, des- she described it as transformational. You know, it, it really forces you to learn how to live outside of your head because you can't be in your head. That's kind of the point: is like focusing more on your body. Oh yeah. Then like that chatter in your brain and learning to quiet it. And so uh, she just said that it was a 
you know, one, it showed her how strong and capable she is. It, you know, she said it brought up a lot of stuff, um, good and bad, and that that's, you learn through this practice of like this feeling of intense pain is is going to pass. And so is yeah. this feeling of intense joy or pleasure or any of it. It's all temporary. And so there's no point in getting mired down in the in the heady parts of it. Yeah. And I, Kendall, if you're listening and I'm butchering this, by God, hop on the internet and correct me. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I'm sure you're close to right, because that's essentially what meditation is too. And I just remember after or before having my second child, uh, you know, I definitely suffer from anxiety and like fear. And then I definitely I've had many panic attacks. And I just remember thinking I need to do a lot of work before I have the second child, before I go into labor, labor to have the baby, because it is painful. It's, you know, no offense mm-hmm. to everyone out there. And I don't want to scare anybody, but it's like extremely painful. And yes, you can still get an epidural, but it doesn't mean it takes away all the pain. Doesn't so hurt. anyways. Yeah. Um, but I did a lot of that practice of like, it's basically like pain managing pain. But, yeah. You know, it could be mental, could be anything. I just find that yeah. fascinating. Well, no, I, I know we should we should have like a little like group chat with her so that you can ask her all of the questions but yeah so I got to spend a couple of days with with her um, with my sister and with my brother-in-law and it was just fantastic and amazing and relaxing we did just a lot of chilling we went out to dinner one night which was nice nice it was good times what about you what have you been up to well I had a a fairly normal uh sort of holiday away from Los Angeles I went to Palm Springs with my fam and met my one of my college best friends and his husband and their baby and he she's not a baby she's three but we had a three-year-old a four-year-old and an eight-year-old and then it was just it was so wonderful because it felt normal we spent most of the time at the place that we had rented and we got to swim and it was like a heated pool it was almost too hot which everybody was like do I say something do we say something but the kids had I mean we'd wake up at seven and they'd be in the pool in the morning so they were just there all the time and then I will say if you guys if anybody goes to Palm Springs you have to go to the living desert it's essentially like a conservationist type zoo and it's mostly run I think primarily by volunteers and they're all adorable you know, elderly retirees. It was lovely. We got to feed um, the giraffes. We got to see yes, a, a that rhino. Video was so cool of yeah. the, the kids like hand feeding giraffes. Yeah, there's just it's just beautiful, and it was it was a lovely experience. I love a zoo. I love animals, and of course, there is a thing where you feel like, oh god, they're behind, they're in a cage. But this place is huge. They have so much time, land to roam. It's it's actually really amazing. So that was my highlight. I loved it. Awesome. And what is it called again? It's called The Living Desert. The Living Desert. Okay. Because I actually feel like I don't go to Palm Springs often, but I probably go there at least once a year and I've never thought yeah. to do that. So I will. The Living It's amazing. Desert. And there's also a uh, art installation happening that I think that the series goes the end of March through April and it's like a nighttime light up. There's all these big structures of animals all around the... Um, the area so I would I might go back to do that so maybe we should yeah that sounds amazing so Av I thought it'd be funny to talk quickly about kind of like how we did in our lives but I thought it'd be fun to tell you to talk a subject how much is it that's my that's my subject line so like is it better not to know or should we always ask when a price is not listed yes I have a great I love that you bring this up because I actually have a hilarious story from when my sister was visiting oh I'm so excited that you do because I have a cautionary tale for everyone now 
I am, I don't want to say like I'm cheap, but I'm definitely like, if, if it's for my kid, I, I'm going to be pretty frugal because things don't sure. last. Like also, you know, if it's for myself, I don't mind spending money on certain things because I know I'm going to take care of it or, or whatever. So here's my story. I decided to take my daughter because she hasn't had a real haircut since she was like three I have been right, cutting her hair. She's got really long hair. Yeah, and she's got a big old bushy mop of hair. It's not as curly as mine, but it's wavy. So I, and this is, I'm talking about this because this to me is like a crime, the story. I mean, it's not, but you know. Okay, so, uh, I, so I take her to the lady who has been doing my hair. And yes, it's been expensive, but not like, I didn't think crazy, but I'm also usually paying for color because I have beautiful silver hair peeking out, peeking out. So I also get color coverage and all that stuff. Um, so she gets a haircut. It's adorable. She gets little curtain bangs and we're done. Aww. We're in and out. It's 20 minutes. I don't really look at the bill. I pay it really quickly. I, you know, they make it so easy. I put like 25% tip because I was feeling nice and just like went out of there. And because my daughter had like, softball as y'all know we're deep in the baseball world right now anyways so then later i'm looking at my statement and i i'm in, i'm honestly i am so embarrassed to tell you that i spent a hundred and thirty dollars on my daughter's haircut oh my god and also on just a haircut on just a haircut i mean they i guess they kind of styled it but like who who cares? That's I, part of it. I was losing my mind. I'm like, is that how much I've been spending to get my haircut at this? I've only got my haircut once. It's mostly just color, but I'm, 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 I feel shameful. I feel embarrassed. I feel like I should have asked what the friggin' price was, but I just, there was no way in hell. This is a woman who's got like a tiny salon by herself in a, I mean, you know, she has lots of experience. Here's the thing. I am not shitting on any, you know, person's experience and like how much they're worth but I finally did look up because I'm a, I was like do I text her and be like is this wrong because also right. I'm not in Los Angeles proper not that that matters it doesn't matter it matters on their experience and I'm aware of that and I again don't want to hurt anybody's feelings out there who uh but I've never hair. heard of for just a cut like for color well low, I feel like just color is 100 and something dollars yeah. but a cut's usually like probably I mean if you're going to a nice salon, it's probably somewhere between like 75 and 90 bucks. That's what I was, I honestly, I was thinking if it was 90, I wouldn't freak out, but 130. So anyways, I went and looked on like the top salons in Los Angeles and they range from 120 to 150. So I'm like, I'm just going to let it go. And I think, and I'm really sorry if you're listening, my stylist, but I might ghost you. Because yeah. I don't know if I can handle the, first of all, I'm just embarrassed that I didn't ask. I'm, I'm also a little... Irked. I mean, maybe she thought I, I, there's no way, but maybe she thought I was just like rolling in the dough because <laughs> if I if I was her, I would be like, hey, just so you know, my haircuts are the same price for adults as they are for kids. And uh, just so you know, my price for an adult haircut is this one hundred and thirty dollars. But she never did anything like that. And I'm just like, I feel I'm, I'm miffed. I'm, I'm pissed. So yeah, that's, that's my. You better ask. That's a lot for a haircut. So, all right. Well, great. I've got another one. And we were also miffed, but also uh, embarrassed and ashamed. <laughs> so I took them out to dinner. And I'm not going to blast the restaurant because I'm not trying to get sued or anything for <laughs> talking shit about places. But anyway, it was a cute little restaurant in Silver Lake that also has like a market attached to it. So like a lot of the things you can get on the, you know, on their menu, especially they've got all of these organic wines and stuff you could actually buy at the market as well. Oh. So my sister Kennel and her uh, 
partner, they don't drink. So that we decided to order because this is a new thing is non-alcoholic wine has oh. become a, a thing you can buy. So the server brought out the three different options. We went with the rosé one. It was actually pretty good. Basically what they do is it's the same grape, but it's not fermented. And then they use like their special vinegars to give it kind of a, oh. like the, like kind of like a similar body. Anyway, we're joking because the waiter's like, it's not actually on the menu yet. I can find out how much it is. And we're like, oh, I'm, I even made a joke. I was like, it's fine. How much can non-alcoholic wine right. cost? Right. You know? Absolutely. So we're, the meal comes to an end and Kendall, my sister, who is just a saintly coming off of this, you know, transformational experience <laughs> and realizes zen. that the waiter forgot to put the, the bottle of non-alcoholic wine on the bill. So she kindly, and didn't have to do this, said, I'm so sorry, but I think you've left off. And I was like, I'm the terrible person. I'm like, don't say anything. <laughs> yeah. It's just a non-alcoholic bottle of wine. Yeah, How it was much $8. Could it be? Anyway. 10 maybe. Anyway, so I we're waiting first. So we've already paid the bill, but then she mentions that. So he uh, the server comes back to have us pay for the non-alcoholic. And I'm now perusing the market and I see that the the bottle on the market is is there is 29.99, which I'm like, "What? For a non-alcoholic bottle of wine is 30 bucks?" Well, guess what? If they open it for you at the restaurant, it's sixty-five dollars is what it cost. It's for a thirty dollar of grape juice. Fee? Yes, that's how they explained it. But we were we were so like shocked because I had made a joke. I'm like, oh my God, what is it gonna be like 30 bucks? Which I thought was too high. Yeah. Then I saw that that's what they were selling it. Then we get the thing and we're like, wait, but it's only this at the market. And they're like, wait, but that's the service charge. And we were like, what the actual F is oh happening? My it's a, God. So we had a $65 bottle of grape juice. <laughs> so the point is, is if someone says um, it's it's not listed on the menu, but let me find out what the price is. Let them find Go ahead out. And let let, you know, just let them know. Because you know what? We could have had some club soda for $2.50 and been, you know, equally satisfied. No offense, non-alcoholic wine. But right. We we're fine. I guess but we know what we need to go into. Um, rum crime, uh, you know. Rum crime, non-alcoholic wine, I guess. Mocktail time. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wild. So that's my story. That's so funny that we both had things oh. where we were like, really? That's what that costs? Well, maybe, you know. And I mean. It's like the new, we're living in a new world where every inflation is really high. And even my groceries, when I pay, I mean, this, I feel like I'm an old lady. But like, seriously, when I pay for my groceries, I'm like, every time I'm getting closer to like two, over 200. I mean, we have a big house, you know, of people who live here. But like. It's still like almost every time I go to the grocery store, it's like $300. That feels crazy to me. It's usually like one something, you know, but yeah, just the world I feel, is crazy. Yeah, normally I, you're right. Prices are increasing. Inflation is very real. Everybody, you know, restaurants specifically coming off of this pandemic, they're doing what they can to survive. And if that right. means that the, you double the cost of a product, if it's had it, you know, in-house is how you have to stay afloat then cool and obviously we but just let didn't people say know. any of it yeah. we didn't say any of this in the restaurant so we were of course we were shocked we were just like i can't believe we just had a 60 i'd be like i'm sorry you took the bottle i know it's empty but i'm gonna need that i just i'm gonna need to take that bottle back <laughs> home with me and like turn it into a piece of art <laughs> to make it worth 65 dollars yeah um but yes, that's hilarious. Um, and also, you know, always tip your servers and your hairstylist as well. Yes. And but, I did. Um, but still. Again, I... again, you know, mention it. Just be like, hey, since it's non-alcoholic, I just feel like it's only fair that you know that it is still going to be $65. Exactly. And In for case her. you just want to have a Coke. Exactly. And for my child, it's like, I know that you have a little child here and this is her first haircut after five years, but that I didn't do. 
but it's going to be $130. And I've, I didn't even look. I, haven't, I put 25%. Do you know how much that is? I think I yeah. it was like $165. I yeah. was like, oh, I was so embarrassed. And I was also embarrassed to have to tell Adam, my husband, because I'm like, so you might notice the charge. It was for sorry our, about that. Our little kid who should have an eight dollar haircut. Okay, sorry. Moving on. Okay, Avern, what do you got for us? All right. So I thought for the crom crom the crime. Jeez, the crime portion for today. Remember back um, in the beginning of 2022. I do. When we were doing our lives and we were doing the yes. true crime of the day calendar. Yes. So I figured we got to throw some crime in here, even though I think what we just described could also be considered a crime. Criminal. Criminal cost of going out into the world okay yeah. <laughs> so i'm gonna read you oh it looks like it's a, a this is part one all right because this is we're recording on monday march 21st this will come out oh is it oops oh man it's like a five-parter all right well i'm gonna tease it out i'm just gonna do uh today and tomorrow so this is called uh german wings flight 9525 there weren't any distress calls or responses to air traffic control before German Wings Flight 9525 en route to Dusseldorf from Barcelona on March 24, 2015, crashed into a mountain in the French Alps, killing everyone on board, all 144 passengers and six crew members. An investigation into the crash revealed the chilling reason why. Oh, God, I remember this story. I don't. I'm freaking Co -pilot, out. Co-pilot Andreas, um, Andreas Lubitz had deliberately flown the plane into the mountain going 435 <gasps> miles per hour. It was a devastating case of suicide by co-pilot. A voice recording was recovered that captured what happened inside the cockpit in the final minutes. At some point during the flight, the pilot left the cockpit and Lubitz immediately locked the door behind him. The pilot is later heard banging on the door, demanding that Lubitz let him back in. When Lubitz did nothing, the pilot attempted to break the door down, but was unsuccessful. Special reinforcements have been added to all cockpit doors after the September 11th attacks, and this rendered the door impenetrable. <sighs> Along with the pilot's futile efforts, the recording captured unanswered transmissions from air traffic control and Lubitz's quiet, steady breathing. Then, just moments before the crash... You could hear the sounds of the screams of the passengers. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So part two for Tuesday, March 22nd. I might have to read this whole thing. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. A search of Lubitz's home yielded more disturbing evidence. In the trash was a doctor's note declaring Lubitz unfit for work. On his tablet were searches for ways to commit suicide and cockpit doors and their security provisions. Ah. Germ I know. This is so sad. German-born Lubitz had been treated for suicidal tendencies before his pilot's training and was denied a U.S. pilot's license because of the treatments. Germany has strict privacy laws preventing employers from accessing the their employees' medical records, so German Wings was unaware of his condition. Lubitz also believed he was losing his eyesight and had consulted more than 40 doctors over the five years leading up to his suicide. He feared that impending blindness would cause him to lose his pilot's license. Yikes. All right, part three. The French Bureau of Inquiry and Analysis for Civil Aviation Safety, BEA, concluded that Lubitz was suffering from psychotic depression and his fear of blindness prompted him to research ways to kill himself. The BEA also questioned German medical privacy laws, stating that this may have been a case in which the risk to the public outweighed the individual's right to privacy. Uh, yeah. Echoing, yeah, echoing BEA statement, Karster Spohr, CEO of German Wing's parent company, Lufthansa, 
proposed random psychological testing of employees and called for the loosening of German physician-patient confidentiality laws in extreme cases such as Lubitz. German politicians began to call for this as well. The British Psychological Society offered psychological testing and monitoring to pilots, and the European Federation of Psychologists Associations expressed their support for psychological testing. Though they stressed that such testing would not necessarily provide blanket protection against tragedies, such as German Wings Flight 9525. The airline regulatory agency in Germany, as well as those in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada, enacted a rule of two, which was already used in the United States and China. This rule ensures that two people are in the cockpit at all times in case of an emergency. Um, So now individual airlines globally have also adopted this policy. So meaning like if the pilot goes to the bathroom, like a flight attendant probably has to come in with the co-pilot before the pilot exits so that there are always two people in there. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. And then this is part four, the victims. The 150 passengers of German Wings 9525 were citizens of at least 18 countries, mostly Germany and Spain. Among the victims were 16 high school students and two teachers returning from a Spanish exchange program to their town of Haltern MC, north of Dusseldorf. The mayor of Haltern MC described the crash as the darkest day in the history of our town. A memorial held a month after the crash was attended by 14,000, or sorry, 1,400 people, including friends and relatives of the victims, politicians, rescue workers, and airline employees. Lubitz's parents were invited but did not attend. Two months after the crash, the bodies of the two teachers and 15 of the 16 students were returned to Haltern MC for burial. The remains of 44 German victims were returned to Dusseldorf the same day. Negligence on the part of Lufthansa, German Wings owner, could not be proven. Insurance specialists determined that Lubitz withheld information about his illness from his employer and the airline was not liable. The airline promised to pay up to 85,000 euros, which is 101,056 US dollars to each victim's family and up to uh, 25,000 euros um, for pain and suffering compensation to everyone, to every close relative of the victim. Well... Wow. I guess that's not nothing. I mean, that's that I mean, that's why I like to like have a good eye contact with the pilot and the co-pilot as I walk into an airplane. I'm like, look at me. And then if they get like, you know, how sometimes the pilot likes to be funny on the over. Yes. Which I can handle. I'll handle a little if it's if it makes me feel. But if they're too funny, I'm like, fly the goddamn plane. Oh, that's, that's hilarious. Yeah, no, I, I hear that. I definitely like a funny pilot. I like a funny flight attendant. Yeah, I like anybody too. that takes the opportunity to have a group of people trapped in a small metal like container and they have like a loudspeaker. I like people who choose to take advantage of that yeah. and try out some <laughs> yeah. comedy because I'm like, go for it. But what are we going to do? Like, yeah. we can't go anywhere. So oh. entertain us or horrify us, whatever. I mean, don't horrify us with bad things but bad comedy can also yeah, be horrifying yeah. I love it oh my god so that okay. was the true crime of this week <gasps> the true crime daily calendar that gave me and some that's chills. a rough one I did not actually look ahead at what it was mm-hmm. so that is always always a risk so that's a bummer um and interesting I would be very curious to what a horrible situation for everybody who was on board for their surviving loved oh ones God. just to be like who that we can't there's just an individual at the end of the day that's responsible who for murdered what this happened 150 people yeah yeah who who decided that that 
um, that he was just going to take them with him. You know, it's, I don't know. That's so sad. I feel like I do remember that when that happened. Just being like, what? I feel like I must have blocked it out. But um, listen, I'll tell you what, if you don't want to think about that, which actually I like, it, it was a good story. It definitely gave me chills and I'm ready to think about next week. And I don't know how much we can tell you, but I want you guys, I, maybe you won't be excited, but I think you will. We have lots of fun things coming. Yes, it's going to be so exciting and just... We're getting oh, a we're facelift, so, guys. We're getting a facelift, yeah. Yeah, you're going to see. And I, I think that you will enjoy, and we're, we're super excited about it's it. It's not going to be a botched job. It's going to be a really high-quality facelift. That's right. The most expensive Beverly Hills facelift you've ever seen in That's your right. goddamn we're life. very excited. We love you guys so much, and get yep. ready for it. We will see you next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs>